Welcome to the Drug Classroom Podcast. This is the first episode of the podcast that I'm doing, and there's no guest for this episode. I just wanted to give a introduction to the content and especially introduce people to the Drug Classroom, give an update about where this project is going and what I intend to do with the podcast. So for those of you who do not even know necessarily about TDC, you might be encountering it for the first time on iTunes or somewhere else. The Drug Classroom is primarily based around providing drug education, and it all operates from a harm reduction perspective. In my personal view, and I think this is strongly supported by the evidence, drugs can almost always be used in a safe way, especially acutely, but nobody really treats them as such. Nobody really focuses on combinations you need to avoid or the dosing that you need to be using or the frequency with which you can actually take the substance. So there's all these things that really play a role in drug safety, and we recognize that for pharmaceuticals. Nobody questions that that X dose of oxycodone is going to be, even in the long term, fairly safe. But when it comes to, say, heroin in, in a recreational setting, people assume that all of the negatives that can come from it are inherent in the drug, that there is no way to use it safely. But no matter what drug it is, I don't believe that's the case, and I don't think the evidence has ever really supported that point of view. So with this podcast, I want to talk with a wide range of people, and it won't always be about drugs drugs themselves. I also want to talk about policy, general science topics like pharmacology and neuroscience, and also some history. So there's a wide range of things that will be on the podcast. Among the areas of people that I'm trying to pull from are pharmacology, toxicology, ethnopharmacology, harm reduction, drug prohibition, and drug policy reform, psychology, addiction, and neuroscience. So the kinds of guests that you can expect to see on the podcast are physicians, harm reduction, workers, pharmacologists, psychologists, and researchers of various kinds. There will also be some solo episodes or other kinds of episodes where I chat about various drugs and interesting bits of information about them, and also some drug-related news because there is a, a fairly constant change in drug policy now in various states and countries. And on top of that, there's also a constantly changing drug market. So there's a lot to discuss on this podcast, and I hope you all enjoy the content. The existing existence of this podcast is also part of a general expansion of the drug classroom. So far, it's been focused on videos like drug overviews and written content such as overviews of studies. And now I want to go into podcasts. And it's only one of the areas I want to expand TDC into. And I'm currently sort of capped by the amount of time I can put into the project due to funding. And I don't want to focus too much on funding, but that is just the general reason why there's not more content. But it's very important for me to point out that I never expected the drug classroom to receive the kind of following and support and community that now exists around it. At the time of publishing, this will be around, say, 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. And there's also a lot of people who are interacting on the community side of TDC, whether it's in the comments or on social media or in chat rooms. And there's also a growing level of support on Patreon. So I never really anticipated this kind of response. When the drug classroom started, it wasn't necessarily even planned out to be a true education harm reduction source. It kind of just started as a personal project because I've always had an interest in drugs and over time it's become very focused on history and science. So I wanted to share that with others, but my views on drugs have changed progressively over time, even since TDC started, and it's moved really in the direction of a formal harm reduction education resource. And the podcast is sort of a a natural expansion of that. So instead of 
just having me talking in a sometimes boring or bland scripted form about a drug. I also want to have this kind of content where I'm talking in a less scripted way about a variety of things pertaining to drugs, but also really emphasizing guest episodes because there's a lot that they can offer in terms of perspective or knowledge that I can't necessarily provide on my own. So I may have the information accessible, but I'm not going to always present it in the same way that a doctor or a neuroscientist or a psychiatrist would be presenting the information. So just to pull from people in the field, I think is very important. And it won't always just be people with PhDs or MDs or some kind of degree. I'm also going to have a lot of people from harm reduction and drug policy on the podcast. But the point being that there's, this is a big area, drug education, harm reduction, just basic science information and and policy information. And instead of me trying to do it on my own, I figure having a podcast is a good expansion of of what TDC has done so far. So getting into the goals for the future. So I want to kind of treat this episode just quickly as a an overview of of where the drug classroom is headed. There will be podcasts on a regular basis, more overviews of effectively every drug. I do have a plan to go through essentially every substance that I can, both on YouTube and on thedrugclassroom.com. I also want to go into overviews of papers from the scientific literature and other kinds of content of that sort, because a lot of people, even if they're in the field, don't necessarily have the time to go through and read 50 papers on pregabalin or something of that sort, or a specific paper on a a random drug. And then, of course, there's a lot of people who are not in the field, and reading the scientific literature is simply not going to be an option for them or not something they're truly interested in doing. So my goal is to try and spread that kind of information to a larger set of people, because I happen to enjoy reading papers, and I hope that I can sort of summarize and explain them in a way that allows people both in and outside of the field to receive information that they would not otherwise be receiving. I also want to start doing some actual series on pharmacology, psychopharmacology, the basic physiology of drugs, and historical content. Among the things I've sort of thought of in the recent past are a series on Edgewood Arsenal, which was a facility run by the U.S. Army that conducted tests with drugs like BZ, which is a lesser known but pretty interesting delirient, MDA, LSD, and other drugs of that kind. And they also tested chemical weapons and things of that sort. There's a lot in the history of drugs, both going really far back, thousands of years, and going in the more recent past for things that governments have done around the world. There's a lot to say about the history of drugs, and it's something that on a personal level is very fascinating for me. Another topic I have been thinking about exploring is the connection between witches, both in North America and Europe, and delirience, because whether it's henbane or mandrake or a variety of other plants around the world, there has been a ethno-pharmacological use of these plants in a way that creates not only some interesting effects, but also entire cultural ideas, say, about witches that may or may not be real. And in many ways, drugs have played a role, both medicinal drugs, but also psychoactive drugs. So there's really a lot for the drug classroom to discuss, and I hope I can get to all of that. And moving outside of that, I also want to expand the drug classroom into schools, both universities and high schools. And I think I'm going to try to do this in a few ways. Obviously, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, but I want to give seminars and talks in those settings to try and expand access to this kind of drug education. But I also want to assist with efforts to improve school curricula. And there are 
some efforts, including in the U.S., to start doing this in some areas. And obviously, by school districts, there will be a wide variation in their openness to change. But I think we're moving in a direction where change actually can occur. And if you frame drug education in the right way and harm reduction in the right way, then you can make the same progress that at least in some areas has existed for sex education. And also, another thing that I've already started working on to some degree is working with others, such as in-school counselors, to offer drug education from a harm reduction perspective to students. So hopefully that kind of project expands moving into the future. And also, just to sort of wrap things up and just reiterate the the role that support on Patreon and other donation sources really plays in the drug classroom. So the drug classroom is not supported in any way by advertisements or by sponsorships or anything of that sort. I've always found and always felt like we really need to move past this kind of sponsor ad model. I feel like donations, even when they're pretty small because they can add up from a large number of people, are a much better way of funding projects, especially of this kind. That's why I have a focus on Patreon and Bitcoin and other donation sources. And Patreon is the most important, so that's what I emphasize, since it provides a reliable source of of support on an ongoing basis. And that allows me to really be comfortable in expanding what the drug classroom does. When I say small donations, I mean $2, $5, any amount that you want to give. But even those small amounts really add up from a large number of people. And therefore, you can suddenly fund an entire project just by people giving a, a small amount of money every month to support something that they think is useful. And I hope that you feel TDC is helpful and can do a lot more in the future. Outside of actually supporting in a monetary way, you can also help out by leaving reviews on iTunes because that allows other people to see that the drug classroom is hopefully a good source of information and worth listening to. And you can also share the videos and podcasts and all of the stuff on thedrugclassroom.com, which by the way, there will be a lot more written content on thedrugclassroom.com moving forward. So just sharing that kind of content with other people helps to spread drug education and helps people to find the drug classroom when they otherwise would not have. And hopefully that's a good thing. If you ever want to ask any questions, feel free to do so. I can be reached at seth at thedrugclassroom.com. And that's about it for this episode. I just wanted to give a brief overview of where the drug classroom and the drug classroom podcast stand. I hope you will all enjoy the drug classroom podcast moving forward. And again, thank you to everybody who is supporting the drug classroom. I really appreciate it. So I think that's about it. And I will talk to you all soon. Mm